Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to PM Mood, your weekly chance to unwind and hear conversations with your favorite social influencers, authors, artists, activists, thought leaders, celebrities, and more. This week, I'm so excited to welcome to PM Mood Nafisa Williams, who is amazing. I have watched several of your interviews as of late. Thank you. She stars in Black Lightning, Black Superhero. Black queer superhero. (laughs) Y'all, I mean, this is exciting. So, Nafisa, tell me about your character and how you came to understand her and, like, the importance of this being literally the first black lesbian superhero ever. Like, that's a weighty thing to carry. So talk to me about that. When I first read the script and I learned of who she was, I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to tell this story. I have to show little brown girls that they too can be a superhero, Mm -hmm. that they too can go into the Halloween store and pick up a costume that looks like them. For young lesbians, young black lesbians in particular, for me to understand that it's okay and it's normal, you know, if that's what you choose. I've had young girls come up to me and say they feel normal after seeing Thunder. And Mm. they feel normal being a lesbian after seeing Thunder. And to me, that is the greatest reward that I've gotten from this. I loved her fearlessness. Yeah, I loved how unapologetically lesbian she is. Those are the things that really just sold me, you know, just how smart and powerful she is and how she never takes no for an answer. I believe that is the narrative that we need and want our little brown girls to see. Yeah, you know, it's just so crazy to me. Like, I'm thinking, like, trying to go back in my mind, we, you know, we don't have characters that really show the fullness still Mm -hmm. 2020 the fullness of the black experience of black families Mm -hmm. right like i think that the beautiful thing also about black lightning is the black family that is portrayed there i think that the show is so different in that it's not just kind of like Batman-y, you know we're in gotham and everything is kind of fake and exaggerated like you're tackling 
real life issues that mm-hmm. we're talking about. You're talking about Black Lives Matter. You're talking about police brutality. Yeah. You're talking about the father having to have the talk about, you know, the, the, talk, the talk, right? About how you and your sister on the show, how you deal with police, how you have to, you know, carry your demeanor. So tell me about like the decisions there in terms of showing that very realness that we're experiencing on a day-to-day and having it reflect, but with this kind of superhero lens. I think that's what resonates with everybody is that it is a real show. We're not just like fighting some supernatural creatures yeah. out outer space somewhere. We're literally tackling the issues, all of them that you just mentioned, and they're very important to us. For us who are black, it's very emotional for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to serve as that outlet and to mirror what's going on, and we don't want to just mirror it. We want to hopefully spark change. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. I love the stories that we tell. That was another reason why I was like, I have to do this show because I'm passionate about telling our stories. I'm passionate about sparking change. I'm passionate about us seeing a black family on TV. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, we're, we're, you know, it's not until you see us fighting crime that you realize it's a superhero show. We are just a black family navigating through life, just like all the other families who tune in and watch us. And that's what has been resonating with people. We've been literally pulling incidents, experiences from the media, mm-hmm. and, and and we're putting them into this show. And that's what makes for, I believe, a, a, a good show. Do you think that black actors, mm-hmm. right, in general, do you feel a certain responsibility in kind of the roles that you take to be very thoughtful about the representation, the positive representation, Mm -hmm. right? Or, you know, is it like, because we still haven't reached a place where we don't have to be perfect, right? Like we still, you know, we have some characters, right? Like that are on television. You had, you know, Kerry Washington with Scandal showing a different type of black woman. You know, you had Viola Davis showing, you know, a niece in How to Get Away with Murder, a different type of black woman, right? Yeah. But far and few between. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there are only two names you. That, that was it. I was like, I was it. really struggling. I was going. I was trying Rainbow on yeah. black on you know on yeah. on black. And we got Tracy Ellis right? Ross. Tracy, you know, yeah. yeah. But that's um, it. Yeah, it's like it's like the token. It's like you only can get one or two. And I believe I was just mentioning this earlier. I believe that in order for us as artists, producers, writers, and the creatives, black creatives in particular, if we want to see change. Let's not wait for it to happen. Let's not wait for the handout. Let's not wait for someone to book us or to hire us. It is up to us to create our own narratives. And I believe, not believe, but this is why I love Issa Rae. This is why I love mm-hmm. Alina Waite. This is yeah, why I yeah. love the Akils and Ava DuVernay. And, you know, the list can keep going. But we got to do more of that. So that list is endless. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think it's about complaining about what we don't have or complaining about what's not given to us. We're stronger than that. We're more powerful and we're better than that. We can create our own content. I think that it's important for us to create our own content. I love, you know, the work that Lena Waithe has done over the past several years I mm-hmm. and Issa Rae and being able to go from, you know, web series to now multiple television shows, movies, you know, all of these things. And I think that it's incredibly important. I sat down mm-hmm. with a group of showrunners, directors, producers, and I was asking them, we were specifically talking about black LGBTQ representation yeah. on television. And I was asking some of them, what are the obstacles that you face when you're creating these characters? Mm-hmm. And they they were telling me that they still get told no. 
Can the character not be gay? Can we, you know, can the character not be black? Even though we've named some of these really great artists that are doing the work, these great content creators, have you faced, as you're moving and navigating through Hollywood, have you faced obstacles and folks saying, well, we didn't really see this character as being black or, well, we didn't, you know, like, what are some of the ways that you have had to navigate around what many are still saying are lots of barriers to entry for people of color and then the group of queer people that I talk to still for that representation? I can't say that I've had like a single a single doubt, like particular moment where a role was given to a white counterpart. Mm. But I would just have to say collectively, as a black woman in the entertainment industry, not seeing enough of us. I think collectively just under that umbrella of wanting to see more of us, wanting to see more of us at the Oscars and at the Emmys yeah. and, you know, all of that. There's not one particular role where that has happened or I felt like it's happened, but I think it's just about we want it to be more diverse Yeah, in general. Like inclusion is everything. Representation is everything. I can never say representation matters enough because it does. So it's just being black in Hollywood. Yeah. It you, just, know, you know it, what I mean? It's, it it's one se- of those it things. Se- it seems like a clique that I want to be a part of, right. right? Because the people are fly as hell, right? right? Like y'all are like doing the damn thing. Yeah. But then also I'm just like, God, that seems like a struggle. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it can be. I try to be optimistic about it, but also a realist at the same time so that I'm aware and I'm very woke as to what's happening. And the best answer for that for me is, and for us, is to to take control. I was at a my, my agency, ICM. We just had a, a panel and it was for Black History Month. It was the perspective of being black from the client's perspective of being black in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And what I really respect and admire about ICM is that they put that panel together because as agents, mm-hmm. as this leading force, one of the leading forces, one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood, they're holding this discussion. And that's what it's about. It's, it's, I love that. And my agents are white. You know, that's mm-hmm, just how mm-hmm. the cookie crumbled. Right, right. But it's good for them to want to hear the feedback. It's good for them to want to see how can we be a part of the change? What is it like for you guys? What could be different? And like Rihanna said, like, tell your team to pull up with you. Do you care as much? Are you fighting for me the way that I would fight for myself? Do you understand what it's like to be a black woman in this industry and my hair needing to be taken care of by a black person? Are we aware of the challenges that we face as black artists? So I thought them putting that panel together And having that discussion, that's the start. That's what we got to see. That's how we make sure that inclusion is alive and that it's all, you know, what did I say? I said when I was there, I was like, we have to tip the scale here. Like, we all can see that it's it's not fair. We all can see that this isn't. But it's because a lot of people, but they still say, you know, the fact that we have had to do, and I've had a friend of mine who is a social influencer, April Mm -hmm. Ranchi, has come on Woke AF, my other show, political show, and she was the person that created hashtag Oscar so white. And I said, so the fact that we have, you had to re-up the hashtag again, right, means that everybody doesn't see it, right? I feel like the industry, and you tell me, but it seems like you get these years where you have these sprinkles of folks, of, 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 of black folks. Yeah, it's like, and I, I used to have a, a professor that would say, uh, she was a white woman, she had two black daughters that she had adopted, and her daughter told her one time about feeling at her private school that she felt like a speckle of pepper in a sea of salt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And when she said that to her mother, her mother was like, damn, I need to do better. Right. And I feel like they keep seeing these speckles of pepper and they're like, oh, we're good. Token. 
We're good. The token. Um, I think it's about the people at the academy, and it's about the people who are in position, uh, in in power, and in control of the voting system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's about making sure that that's more diverse. And hopefully we can see some change there. It cannot be the same people that it has been over the years who are doing the voting, who are making the major decisions when it comes to these award ceremonies and to the nominations. We've got to, like, open it up at some people who are, you know, a little younger, who are... who The are, average age yeah. of the Academy is 62. That's what I'm trying to say to you. So <laughs> like, you mean to tell me that a 62-year-old white man or right. white woman is going to relate to a coming-of-age black story right. that is happening today. Right. And, you know, not that they shouldn't be there because they earned their stripes, you know, whatever. Sure. But let's make it fair. Let's let's put some people on the panel and on the judging voting system who is more diverse, who's younger, who's Asian, who's black, who's Mexican. Like, we're not saying just do it for us. Like, let's, no, let's include let, everybody. Let's, just, let's make it be reflective of the folks that are going to see of, these of, of what's pictures. really happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm I with just, you. Yeah, I find it because, you know, a lot of people talk, they always say that, oh, well, we need to build a pipeline. We need to build a pipeline of this talent. And, you know, I had the wonderful honor of being able to host a panel at Sundance. And, you know, one of the panelists said, we don't need, the problem is not that there's not black talent. The problem is that the people that have the power to green light shit yeah. Don't do it. They don't green light it. They tell you that America doesn't want it. And yet we know that it, that's not true. And that's just because they can't relate or understand it. Not mean that it's not in demand. I just it's I find it so incredibly frustrating. Mm-hmm. I am. But I am so excited about mm-hmm. people like you about shows like Black Lightning, because I feel like it's always like we have to build on the success, yeah. right? But do you feel like there is so much weight and responsibility to carry because we know that if our shows don't do well, then the then next shows behind us won't get greenlit. And that yeah. just feels like a lot of pressure. Yeah, it is. And I try not to let it, you know, control too much of what I have going on when it comes to my work and making sure that it doesn't dim what I'm doing or distract me from from the ultimate job and purpose, which is to come here and do my part for us. But there is a responsibility because of shows like Black Lightning. We'll see more queer Black women Mm -hmm. at the helm of a show. You know what I mean? We'll see more Black family shows, hopefully. So there is definitely pressure. There is a responsibility. I just, you know, I always feel like Black actors don't ever get to just be actors. Mm. Do you also feel the responsibility that you have to be activists as well, just by the sheer nature of, again, having to plow through an industry that is still incredibly white, still incredibly male? Do you feel the responsibility to carry both of those titles? Hell yeah. We still protesting. We are still marching and and screaming Black Lives Matter and... Don't shoot. So, yes, I do feel that responsibility, but I proudly, I do it with pride knowing that I'm doing it to make my ancestors proud to say, listen, the fight isn't over. We appreciate what y'all did and we're going to carry the torch and keep doing it. And I'm best able to do that through my art. You know what I mean? Um, So I take it very, very serious. I was woke before, but after Black Lightning, baby, (laughs) baby, I am awake, awake. What are some um, of the biggest things that you have been taking away from your character, from your show, and the things that the big issues that you all have addressed? It's made me want to get more involved in my community. Like, I'm going home to Philly 
to meet with uh, some of the politicians there to discuss the asbestos that's going on oh. in the schools in Philly. Like, what the hell? Why are we sending teachers mm-hmm. and students to school when we know that these buildings are are not healthy for us. There are so many schools in Philly that have been closed down because of the asbestos. Really? Um, heck yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's another situation that Thunder has inspired me to be like, okay, how do I get out in my community? What's going on in Philly? How do we help put these guns down in Philly? How do we help get these schools together so that our babies are not just like, you know, you got to think it's a domino effect. If the schools are closing down, then you got the parents trying to figure out how they going to call out of work to take Mm -hmm. care of the babies. And they got to call out to try to register the babies to find another school. And it's just like, they should just be at a healthy environment so they can do what they came there to do, which is learn. You know, I used to teach wow. as, as one of the many jobs that I've had. I'm Jamaican, so I have yes. lots of jobs. Um, <laughs> but I used to teach, and and what's really troubling to me is that it's always the schools mm-hmm. with black and brown babies. Mm-hmm. That are always the ones that are deadly. And they're suffering. And that's why I said we've come a long way, but not really. We have not come far enough. The fact that we're even having this conversation. Like we knew those schools weren't equipped back when they oh, yeah. when they were built. Yeah. So it's like, why, why? We put so much money into the cities and our babies are suffering. And like you said, it's not the white kids who are suffering. It's us. It's the brown and the Mexican and the Hispanic kids who are are suffering. Like they're literally like not able to go to school or we're having to well, like they're getting sick. They're getting right? sick. They're, they're getting dying. Sick. They're, so, right. some teachers are like like this is a real thing. Like right. people are are losing their lives over this. I'm really, really passionate about that because when I went to school, I, 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 you know, it wasn't a concern. It wasn't something that I had to worry about. And I don't want the kids to have to worry about that. And I believe with me, it starts in your hometown. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Thunder goes so hard for Freeland and for her family and her community. And that's Philly means everything to me. I'm I'm who I am because of my city. And I just want to make sure um, that I could do my part. I love that. I love the fact that you recognize that you have such an incredible platform, right? Mm-hmm. But you want to localize it back. And, you know, all politics is local, yeah. right? So if you can create change in your community, you can lend your voice to that, you know, you should. And, too many, pe- and, and too many people don't, Yeah, really, right? Too it. many people, I think, you know, are, they go into the business mm-hmm. um, for the fame sake of it. Yeah. Right? And it's like, I made it. I'm, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not worried about anybody else and that's why you know you brought up Rihanna and I I love her um, as as everybody as everybody does but I really appreciated that speech speech. she said listen tell your agents tell your managers tell your team who may not be us Mm -hmm. to pull up how y'all gonna pull up with us how are you going to help me navigate and how are you going to be of assistance and fight with me ultimately for me what are some of the things that you guys are doing with the show what are you looking forward to without giving any spoilers away you know what i don't really know any you know we just wrapped about a month or and a half ago Mm -hmm. maybe two months we wrapped so I don't know anything yet. I really am not lying when I okay, say that. Our writers, right. I promise but I would tell you, girl. But your character just got engaged. She did. 
Okay, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, what does she know? What does she not know? Yeah, you know, love has been complicated. It's not easy being a superhero. Girl, it ain't easy in real life. It ain't either. easy in real life, girl. <laughs> it ain't easy in real life. <laughs> so you just imagine being a superhero, girl, adding that to it. And you know, you kind of got this like this life that you're living in. You don't want those who are close to you to get hurt or be affected by it. So it right, could just be right. really, really tricky. Her and Grace love each other to death, but it's not always easy. So right. I I love that the fans got to see a lot more of them this season because if I could count how many times the fans want to know where Thunder and Grace is together as an item, I'd be uh, uh, I have a lot more money. <laughs> I have a lot more money. People so love, they love, love they love love. And I think people are able to relate to complicated love because like you yeah. said, life is complicated and it's just like. Honey, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's I just appreciate it. So I'm trying to think, I'm trying to count the lesbian characters yeah. that I have seen. And I'm like, oh, outside of the L word. <laughs> like where? Uh, like Queen, where? Uh, Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar, yes. Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. And Orange is the New Black. Oh, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have three. It's just, for me, I'm just like thinking of my you know, 16-year-old self. Wow. And, like, to a young black queer Mm. girl to be able to see you Mm. and see that I can have a life yeah and i can fall in love, love. and i and health can... and, and you know and, and it be celebrated and when i say healthy i know that it's not perfect grace and right, Thunder's right. relationship but when i say healthy she accepts who she is and she's unapologetically her right. and, and even a step further her family does and i my hope is always that families who are watching this mm-hmm. who has a queer kid mm-hmm. they're as supportive as the pierce family is with thunder yeah. Because there was no coming out episode. There was no, like, a hostile environment right. in the house when right. she came out. It was like the family supported her, and they have been there for her every step of the way. It was no, like, oh, this episode of being a lesbian. It's just like, oh, she's with her girlfriend. It's very, it's, they normalized it's very, it. No, it that's, and that's what it is. It's very and normalized. And I think that's what the young yeah. black girls, the young black queer girls are able to relate to. What did they say to you, the fans? I'm sure that you get... The tweets and the yeah, like I think I I think the one that I get and it's very touching to me is like I said they feel normal after seeing after seeing Thunder because you know this world doesn't make you feel like it's a normal thing Mm -mm. it's been a thing and we've come a long a long way with Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. still got some strides to go but they say they feel normal and I think it's because of how confident and unapologetic she is with it yeah because she you know you stand up straighter right. Like, poke your chest out. Like, lift say your head your up. Chest. Like, say what you know. And I, I appreciate that so much because I'm telling you. Wow. I, I grew up out east on, you know, Long Island, majority white area. I came out to my sister when I was 12. I came out, didn't come out fully to my parents and everything like that until I was 21. Wow. You know? But had you had a show like this, I maybe. Right. Because, yeah. because I will tell you that the first thing, and my parents are uber supportive now. I mean, like it's been 100 years since I've, you know, since I came out. But the first thing that my mother said to me as she was in tears was like, Danielle, you are already black and you are already a woman. How much more do you want against you? Damn. Right? And followed that up with, like, I just don't know what your life is going to be like. Mm. Right? Because that's the fear for parents of queer kids, of queer kids that are also black that are also, you know, a person of color is like, 
there are so many obstacles that already. are set up for you already. Already. Right? But it's not a choice, right? And we know that, but it's just like that's the fear. And the fact that we can look at your character like a parent mm-hmm. that is watching or a young person that is watching and saying, look, I can go to medical school. I can fall in love. I can be this person. You yeah. don't. You recognize how important representation is. Hearing you talk about this as passionate as you are about it is like bringing tears to my eyes because I know what it's like being a black woman in America. Mm-hmm. So you add on the idea mm-hmm. of being a black lesbian woman in America and my God, like it's a lot. So just knowing that I'm affecting people like you and knowing what it could have been like for you, even if you had this character yeah. when you were a teenager is I swear on everything. It is the most rewarding part of all of this. It really, really is. Well, I just, you know, I appreciate you so, so very much in the work that you're doing and the work that you do to represent the black community, black women, strong black women, just creating reflections for our babies to be able to see themselves so that they can grow into whatever it is that they want to be. And they can feel like they can do that outside of whatever obstacles that they are. And I think that's that to me is like the superhero story, right? Like we all have other identities and code mm-hmm. switching that we do to yeah. navigate into different rooms to change ourselves, but yeah. like that there's this inner strength that's there. Yeah. So I appreciate that. The one question before yes. I let you go yes. um, that I ask all the guests is, the show is called PM Mood, and so I say, how do you get in the PM mood to change the world? How do I get in the PM mood to change the world? I think a good prayer and meditation mm is the foundation for me because once I do that, add a little workout in there too. Cause once <laughs> I do that, I feel like a champ. I yeah. feel like I can do anything. And I think it's about being in alignment with God and knowing what your purpose is mm-hmm. and realizing that whatever we, whatever purpose it is, we're following. It is always bigger than us. I wouldn't be doing enough if I just went to work and came home and collected my check. Like that's not enough. Like I'm a vessel for God. I'm a vessel. My art, my creativity is a vessel and is an inspiration for people coming up behind me. So I think ultimately getting in that mood is getting into your purpose. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nafisa. Thank Thank you so much. You You got me crying, girl. (laughs) Thanks again to Nafisa Williams for joining me on PM Mood. While you're home practicing good hygiene, social distancing, and more, you can check out Nafisa out as Thunder in Season 3 of Black Lightning, streaming on Netflix today. As always, if you want to hear more from me, check out my live daily political talk show, Woke AF Daily, at DNR Studios. You can subscribe now at www.dnrstudios.com slash woke. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.